Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One, I'm, 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 I'm very impressed because uh, it's obvious that you followed this story. Uh, so, they are going to make a gift for me this morning. Praise God. Yes. Uh, now, speaking about Muslim words. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Most in words, we have a question on that. Uh, quickly, even though Pastor already did that last but we must realize that Jesus in his ministry on earth, of course, displayed various aspects of his name. Uh, so, when he used words to heal, that was when he was functioning. Functioning as a counselor. Okay? Now, mostly also does not mean that the counselor cannot employ other means. But the primary means of providing him as a counselor is through the use of words. That's that's just the point I was trying to establish. Yeah? And then the, the part about being trained too. I, I know many people missed that, so I, I was happy that you didn't miss that. Uh, being, you know, there are many people that answer counselor, oh, yeah. uh, including me. You don't know the number of people I give advice. And I've not got any training. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So what 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 and that is part of why people are exposed to a lot of errors. Because if you remove the spirit of God, if you remove the spirit of God, nobody should function as a cancer without pain. That is the truth. Because uh, we all have our own opinions. Every, there's no one that you will talk to that doesn't know how you should live your life. Praise God. So, without the spirit of God, no one should go cancer without pain. I will not get into that because that's not what we're looking at this moment. But I, I've seen. I've talked to a lot of people that raw cancer destroyed their lives. And the people that this cancer is coming from, it's, it, you know, it's not something you will call peer pressure. Sometimes it's even parents that give them this cancer. Praise God. Praise God. I've taught, I've taught uh, 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 private lessons when I was still trying to some private lessons in, in their house. And uh, uh, I will literally see the mother of these children instructing them to come and make themselves visible, uh, if you understand. To tell her daughters to come and make themselves visible. I was supposed to be teaching the son. And then when, when I, I, I realized this was coming from the mother, because I didn't realize it was coming from something, I started talking to the girls. When I realized it was coming from the mother, I was disappointed. He told them, how do you intend to get married if you don't start? These, these are girls that we are 14, 15, 16. I, I don't think they were more than 16 at that time. Praise God. So, please, without the spirit of God, people should not be involved in cancer. But let's not go into that. This morning, we want to look at them. the mighty God. We want to look at the mighty God. Yeah, I said, look chapter 11. 21 to 22. Are we there? Oh, please, you follow me with your Bibles very fast so that I will. Uh, I, I don't know why we have a projector. Why are we looking into easy worship? Using that. Right? We have something like that. Because I, I love uh, ministry with that. Most times I, I say a lot of Bible verses and we can't have time to open all of them. So I would love for people to be seeing that these things are actually in the Bible. 
Praise God. There are many things in the Bible that uh, there are many things. Praise God. Luke chapter 11. Are we there now? Can we read together 22 and go? 21 and 22. Uh, I thought we said we were there. For when a strong man is fully armed, Mm, he guards his palace, yes? And his goods are peace. Yeah, continue, continue. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he will take from him all he has mm. and divide his voice. We'll come back to that. Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, 16 to 17. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Are we there now? Three, two, one, go. Whether they thrones or dominions, authorities, principalities, yes. And for him, verse 17. And by him, all things was made. Do you believe you serve a mighty God? And point to your neighbor and say, I serve a mighty God. He says, Whatever it is we want to think about, whether they are thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were made by him and for him. So even the devil was made for him. Praise God. John chapter 1 verse 8. John put it in his own words. He said, Without him was nothing made that was made. So one boy was coming back from Sunday school and heard this kind of message in church. He was so excited. He was coming back. Suddenly he began to rediscover nature, things he had not, you know, imagined. He was looking at the leaves, the flowers, the ants on the ground with a fresh vision. Suddenly he realized that no man could come up with these things. And while he was there, getting lost in the, in the mightiness of God, one of his neighbors was passing. He called him. Say James, what are you doing? Playing in the sun on a morning like this. And he said, Pat, I was just thinking about the greatness of God. I'm just coming from church when they told us how great God is. Unfortunately, the man he was talking to was not that believer. So he said to James, let's make this simple. I will give you one dollar if you will show me where God is. James replied, he said, sir, look, I will give you one dollar 
if you show me where God is it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everywhere, everything we see, this place is famous. Everything, including yourself. Do you know how many years scientists have spent trying to replicate some of the organs in the human body? This is a single one. I spent three agonizing years in secondary school learning about systems that are inside my own body. Eh? Circulatory system, respiratory system, and which other one? Digestive system. All of them inside my system. And the Bible said that one man just woke up in the morning and molded something. Breaking it with, and all these systems came to me. Ah. You know, the best explanation scientists had come up with, and they said there was a big noise, a big sound, and everything became. Honestly, I would take that. No, I can take that if you can show me the source of the sound. In, in proposing that theory, they are actually insisting on the existence of a miracle. Because I have been banging on the drums for many years. And I have not produced even a cockroach. So show me the source of the noise that can produce life. I am interested. Sound in itself does not exist in a vacuum. Sound needs a source. Hello? So if you are telling me that the whole world came to be because there was a very loud noise, I'm interested. It's a miracle. Show me the source of the noise. Praise God. I had another story. And one day the devil walked up to God and said, everything you can do, I can do it. With the simple ones, can you try making a man at least? And then we said, All right. And he bent down, picked up a handful of soap, and began to move. After a while, God looked at him and laughed. I said, You don't realize something. The sand you are making use of, I created it. So why not create your own sand first? Praise God. And you know when I heard that story, I was encouraged. Because it tells me that anything that the devil would want to use against you ever is dependent on something that the mighty God has already made. You watch these Nigerian movies where the Babalao will make some things and make some incantation. Eh? And then we will get to a white powder and will blow it. Essentially, he said, I've made some pronouncements. Let the wind carry these arrows to where it should go. Unfortunately, my God created the wind. Have you ever, you know, you finish the peeling beans. Let me talk to you. I used to cook for this many years. I don't think it's to cook. Chica, sometimes you finish peeling beans and then you are blowing it. Eh? And maybe when it starts to, to 
blow the chaff away. You have been timing the wind. The wind was going this way, and you decide to blow the chaff away. And suddenly the wind changes direction. Praise <laughs> God. See, the problem is not that they will not fashion the weapon. But my God says that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Amen. You know, when he was saying that, it was not wishful thinking. He understands that whatever it is, they will decide to fashion the weapon. I created it. And all I have to do is to command the elements not to obey them when it comes to you. And so when old woman goes to a big tree in the forest and gets a chick and ties on the tree and says, as long as this is tied, so, 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 and so person will not have progress in life. And the tree looks up to his cradle and says, hold on, my God, they have said that one maker will not have progress in life. Should I answer them? And God checks. Oh, check the database of heaven. Is a matter on the list. And they check. And they say, yes, a matter is currently abiding in the secret place of the Most High. And you see, when a man is abiding in the secret place of the Most High, he shall not be afraid of the terror that walked at night, nor the pestilence that wasted at noonday. And the God will say to the tree, ah, unfortunately, this one is in our database. You cannot answer them. She may say, as long as you are standing, you will not have problems. But your father, Do you understand that you serve a mighty God? Oh, yeah. Now tell your neighbor again, I serve a mighty God. Luke chapter 11, 21 and 22, when we read, it says, if a strong man and keeps his bones, keeps his heart, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come, say they will bind him up and plunder him. It was Charles Darwin that came up with the theory of survival of the fittest. And so essentially what he was proposing was that in every population, the fittest species, the species with the greater ability to adapt to reproduce, to survive, to fight, would mostly outlive the others. And this does not just happen with organisms and animals. It happens even in human animals, human systems. So we find out that the greater nations, the stronger nations, will either colonize the weaker ones or wipe them out. That is why we see a nation like Gibeon walk up to Joshua. And say, so we'll be your servants forever, as long as you agree to make an alliance with us. So the only way smaller nations can survive is to make alliances with the stronger ones. Are you following me this morning? So why would I call and tell you that the mighty God is the greatest gift mankind has received? Is because your very own survival depends on his mightiness. Because if at any point he stops being the fittest, your tendency to survive goes down. 
The world we live in is balanced by forces. Oh, don't mind me, I'm using a lot of these terms. I studied engineering, it's not my fault. The world we live in is balanced by forces. And whether you realize it or not, every morning you get up, you are either applying a force or responding to a force. Whether you realize it or not. And Newton proposed this whole law. He said that every object continues in a state of rest or in uniform motion, except it is acted upon by another force. Uh, I'm hearing people that went to school that are Praise God. So that essentially means that you, the reason why you were able to get out of bed this morning was because you were able to apply a force greater than the force of inertia that kept you on the bed. As you are seated on your seat right now, the possibility of your standing up is dependent on your ability to exert a force stronger than the force of gravity keeping you seated. When a man is in bondage, the possibility of exiting that bondage is strongly dependent on his ability to invoke a power, a force, greater than the force holding him back. So why would Isaiah tell me that the mighty God is one of the greatest gifts that can ever receive? It is because your very existence depends on his mightiness. It is because he is strong that you are strong. Because as the principle of alliance, you are as strong as the nation you are aligned with. You are as strong as the person you are aligned with. That's the principle of alliance. That is why before any country will fight, say Israel for instance, they don't just consider the military might of Israel. We will consider the military might of the United States because there is an alliance. When a man aligns with the mighty God, that man becomes formidable. That man becomes indestructible. I was. You know, I told you when I, I, I noticed that the names started becoming more than just one word, I became curious to understand the different meanings of the words that make up the name. When I looked at the mighty God, it sounded like a topology. Because God alone is sufficient to command respect and reverence. The word God alone talks about someone that outclasses the rest. The word God alone is sufficient to address someone that is all-powerful. Hello? The word God alone we use it to address someone that has so Huh? You know, he has 
made himself authority in a particular field, in a particular area. Say with the word mighty. The word mighty alone is enough to command fear and respect. The word mighty alone is used to refer to someone that has distinguished himself, particularly in the area of battle. The word mighty, ah, the Bible started giving us a story of some men called David's mighty men. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, he talked about men like, what's their name? Eliezer. Huh? Eliezer was the one. The Bible said that the Philistines came against Israel. And while the rest of the Israelite troops ran away, Eliezer stood alone with his sword. And he was striking down the Philistines until his hands cleared to his sword. There is another one I'm trying to remember his name. Adoni or something. The Bible said that he used his spear to face 800 Philistines. One man. And then Shammah. The Bible said that he stood alone in a field of lentils. Now the Philistines were coming to take over that field. Uh, I think it was probably a land issue. And they said this one belongs to us. And while they were coming, the rest of the people in that land ran away. And Shama alone stood and defended the field of lentils. So when we talk about mighty men, we're not talking about ordinary people. We're talking about men that have distinguished themselves. Now, why would Isaiah call him the mighty God? Is it not tautology? Is it not unnecessary repetition? But I realize that he makes a profound statement. If for any reason Jesus is brought to compete in the arena of the mighty, and we bring men like Shammah, like Eliezer, and we bring them to the same arena with Jesus, and we say compete, he is going to have a landslide victory. Because he is not just mighty, he is a God. And if, on the other hand, we bring him to the arena of gods, oh, trust me, brethren, many gods exist. Eh? Who is that one that we call the God of thunder in your body? Isongo. Yeah, I, I think in my place they call him Ahmad Yoha. Huh? <laughs> Many of them, if for any reason Jesus is brought into the arena of God to compete, he will still have his last life with him. Because he's not just a God. Among gods, he is the mighty God. He does not just have victory. In the supernatural, he also shows his victim in the physical. In Luke chapter 10, from verse 17, Jesus' disciples, he has sent out his disciples 
to go and minister. And they came back rejoicing. They said to him, Pat, we have cast out demons from many. We have touched the sick and they became healed. We have opened the eyes of the blind. We've done a lot of things in your name. But Jesus said, yeah, true. I saw that happen. I saw the devil fall from heaven like a lightning. But let me prove to you that this does not just end in the spiritual. He says, behold, I give unto you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. He gives victory in the physical. He gives victory in the spiritual. I think I want to round up here. Because I, I took up a lot of time on Sunday. So I decided I am going to. Huh? We're still going to look at the mighty God in the second service, but it's going to be a very different point of view from what we are looking at. Praise God. I want you to appreciate His mightiness. I want you to appreciate His mightiness.
both plans and purposes for the world are contained in this book. The only problem is that it is sealed. We understand that his plans for us, as we see in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, are talks of good and not of evil, that we will have a future and an expected end. But we are not experiencing it. And Paul said in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, he said, see, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us. See, past tense, who has blessed us. Do you read your Bible the way I read mine? Past tense, with all spiritual blessings. I see it as a waste of time for me to kneel down and keep crying, God bless me. He has blessed us. But unfortunately, we are not seeing the manifestation of all the blessings. Because this book is still sealed. Verse 2. And I saw a strong angel. And I saw a strong angel. Proclaiming with a loud voice. Proclaiming with a loud voice. Hold on. There is no other place in the Bible that you would ever see the word strong and angel come together. There is no other place in Scripture where strong angel was used. This is one place, one angel that I have seen that the Bible called a strong angel. And this angel did not just have strength. He had a loud voice. Very loud voice. So if the Big Bang Theory was a thing, I'm sure this angel must have participated in the event. He had a loud voice, but with all his strength and all his loud voice, this angel could not break the scene. And he had to beg other people, can somebody help me? Who is qualified to break the scene? Yes. Maybe with a loud voice, who is worthy? To open the book. Who is worthy to open the book? To lose the seals thereof. To lose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven. Hey! Continue. Nor in earth. Nor on earth. Neither under the earth. Was able to open the book. No man. Regardless of location, no principality, no power, qualified, was strong enough to break the seal. Yes. Neither to look thereof. They were not even able to look at it. Yes. And I went watch. And when I saw the hopelessness of this situation, I began to cry. Because no man was found worthy. Because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book. To open and to read. Neither to look thereof. That's fine, finally. And one of the others says unto me, And then someone says, Weep not. Weep not. But it is not the time you say when they are burying somebody. You know, you go where they are buried, and people are crying and say, Don't cry. Stop crying. Stop crying. Now stop crying. And that is the best you can say. There is no other message because you cannot bring back the message. So just stop crying. Stop crying. But that was not how that one came. He says, Weep not because I have the message. I have a good news. Yes. Behold. Behold. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The roots of David. The roots of David. Had prevailed. Had prevailed. To open the book. Ah. And sings my soul. My soul. How great. 
pastor will have continued. You have not finished. Do you know what will happen 
If I don't go and answer them this Sunday morning, they will sack me. Up. I would rather answer them than answer God. It's a bondage. Maybe you don't realize it yet. That prevents us from serving Him without fear. And someone asked a question in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 24. It says, Can the bread of the mighty be delivered? Is it possible to walk into the domain of the mighty and take back that which he had captured? And even if you tell me this morning that it is possible for the prey of the mighty to be delivered, how about the lawful captives? It is one thing for the devil to walk up to a man and take the man as prey. It is another thing for a man to willingly go and legally give himself to the devil. So you can tell me this morning that God can give children, but how about the woman that lost her womb to abortion? You can tell me this morning that God can heal the sick, but how about this man that got HIV from premarital sex? You can tell me this morning that God gives jobs. How about this one that bought his certificate? Can the lawful captives be delivered? And an answer came immediately in verse 25. He says, But thus saith the Lord. Can you tell your neighbor, But thus saith the Lord? But thus saith the Lord. Even the captives of the mighty shall be delivered. And the prey of the terrible shall be taken away. He says, I will contend with him that contends with you. Are you ready to pray this morning? Every bondage, in whatever form, that has kept me bound and prevented me from serving you, God. Lord, today, by reason of your mightiness, destroy this bondage. It does not matter how impossible that bondage looks. It does not matter how impossible it looks. Every bondage in whatever form. Somebody is taking charge of his family right now. Somebody are taking charge of your generation. No longer shall it be said that the fathers are eating sore grapes and the children still are set on edge. This morning I say enough to that bondage. Just bring the name upon me. 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 
Oh, please continue praying. I was talking to the choir. Keep praying for yourself, please. Every bondage, every bondage, every bondage. You are not crying like someone that is hopeless this morning. You are crying with the realization that you serve a mighty God. A God who is able to break the seven seals. A God who is able to break so fast the castle of the Almighty. Someone still needs to pray this morning. This is the only prayer point. That he will grant unto us that we may even live but out of the hands of our enemies, out of the hands of every bondage. We will serve him without fear.